Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about don't wreck your credit doing this one thing. All right, so credit score has been on my mind lately, and I think it's because So many of you struggle with credit issues. You know, you could be in the best financial position and still have something come up on your credit report that is truly mystifying to you. And I have read probably 10,000, I'm not even joking, probably 10,000 articles about credit score, how to fix your credit score, the things that are most impactful to your credit score let alone how you deal with collections. There is just a multitude of information out there, and I can understand if you're just 
a consumer. You're just one of you guys. How confusing it is. I mean, one thing says to do one thing, another thing says to do another thing. And it's like, who is right, right? Who has the magical answer? And I think that's what's so odd about your credit score is it, it seems like there's really no true expert out there, right? There's a lot of people that are like pontificating. I just had to say that word, pontificating. It sounds good, right? About credit score and no one is actually giving you answers. And, and I'm actually kind of here to do a little bit of the same thing. But what I want to really talk about today is don't wreck your credit score doing this one thing. So there are things with your credit score that you can't always control, right? And, you know, there's a piece of your credit score that has to deal with the length of your credit history. And that actually starts the moment you first get credit, right? That time clock starts ticking. And so you can't really change that. There's nothing that you can do now that's going to change that, right? But a lot of the other factors that make up your credit score, you can actually control to some extent. So the one thing that I don't want you to do that if you do do <laughs> is going to wreck your credit score is your payment your payment history, right? So I was thinking of a lot of different ways to say this, but um, really the largest percentage of your credit score is do you pay your um, bills on time, right? This is about 35%, about one third of your credit score is when you pay your bills, are you paying them on time? And so when we ask the question of like, okay, well, maybe I haven't paid a bill on time or maybe whoops, I just forgot to pay that bill. And look, it happens. When I went through divorce and I was kind of transferring over all my accounts, um, one month I just had this moment of like sheer panic where I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I think I totally forgot to pay that bill. I had a 30 day late and um, I did everything I could to back out of it and I got it minimized on my credit report. But look, all I'm trying to say is this happens to everyone. So don't feel ashamed if um, you've had you know a 30 day late or a 60 day late. Just I don't want you to panic over it, all right? But there are two things to actually talk about you know, when we talk about how do lates actually impact your credit score. So one is the frequency, right? How often do you have late payments? Obviously, uh, you know, you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. The more late payments you have in a small, short period of time, the more it's going to impact your credit score, right? If you just have a 30-day or 60-day late here or there, and I'm talking about maybe once a year, it's not going to have a dramatic impact on your credit score. Also, the second part is how late are your lates, which sounds moronic to say, but, but basically if we're dealing with a 30-day or 60-day late, they're minor, right? They're just kind of blips, right? You don't want to have them happen and you want to do everything in your power to avoid them, but they're not going to provide, you know, kind of chronic issues to your credit score. It's when we start getting to the 90 day plus is really where we start getting into major detrimental damage to your credit score. And, and these are really when things start hitting collections, um, when things start going haywire, 
and it does take a long, 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 long time to rebound from these. So there are, are a couple of different ways. You could have a credit card late, right? Um, you could also have something called a charge off. And this is when any uh, loan bill that you owe is in default and they've been unable to collect, right? A lot of times they will just do what's called charge off the debt. Um, there's collections, which I know a lot of people struggle with this. And let me tell you guys, collections is like the real deal, right? Collections can really impact your credit score. And they're, again, the thing where there is just so much confusing information about what in the world do you do when you have a collection on your credit report. And sometimes you don't even know that you have it. Um, I'm actually writing an article right now on medical debt because what happens is a lot of times you forget to pay a medical bill and it could be something so silly. Like I've even seen this um, with someone who had a $4.50 dentist bill that they didn't pay. They just ignored the bill, right? I don't know, whatever happened to the bill. And it ended up going to collection for that small of amount of money and it ended up screwing the credit for a long time because of it. And the problem was they didn't know that that had happened until they went to go buy a car. And, you know, when you go to buy a car, they pull your credit. And the guy was like, oh, I'm, your credit is really terrible. And they were like, "What? wait, what? I pay all my bills on time. You know, I, I am financially responsible. What is the deal? And, you know, so I got a panic call of like, oh my gosh, what can I do? Well, you can't do anything about it right then when you're sitting in front of the guy trying to buy a car other than either put more cash down, accept the higher interest rate, or, you know, kind of beg and plead to see if they will do you a favor. But, however, um, you know, you can do things ahead of time. And that's really what I want you to be thinking about. So the, it really just, again, depends on so many different factors and how this is going to influence your credit report. So what I will tell you is, you know, credit scores range from 300 to 850 right now. They're constantly coming out with a new kind of credit methodology. Um, this new one that they're coming out with is supposed to be uh, much better for dealing with things like medical debt and things like that. But really, it's going to take quite a while before that actually is impactful for most of us. So let's say you're sitting with an 800 credit score, right? And something goes to collections. Your credit score is likely to tank. It's going to have a deep drop. And the problem is it's going to drop really fast. And it's going to take a really long time for your credit score to go back up, right? Now, let's say your credit score is not so good. Maybe it's in the 600s or even high fives. And let's say you have eight collections on your credit report and you get another collection, right? Your score is not going to drop that much. It may drop a few points, um, maybe 50 points, maybe, but it's just not going to have a sizable impact as if somebody who has excellent credit and then all of a sudden gets a collection. So see how that works? I mean, when we talk about credit, there's so many things that just, they're not intuitive. Like, you know, everybody's been told you should not have any credit, right? You should not have any debt, I should say. Well, it's very weird because you need credit to get more credit to have a better credit score. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have debt, but 
you've got to have some debt. You know, you got to have a car loan or a student loan or a house loan. And so it's a really funky system. And often I see this with women and, you know, my heart really goes out. But, you know, I, I was working with um, a, a woman and um, she was in her 30s and was going through a divorce. And the problem was everything was in her husband's name, but they had excellent credit, right? So they were able to buy a house, they were able to buy a car, you know, credit, credit cards, like nothing was the problem. So she wasn't even thinking about this. Goes and gets divorced, comes to me after the fact. And, um, you know, what ended up happening was she didn't have any credit. She didn't have any credit cards in her name. She didn't have an auto loan in her name. She didn't have anything in her name. So she actually had virtually no credit. So when she went to go open a credit card, buy a car, things like that, she was starting from scratch as if she had just suddenly, you know, been released out into the credit world. And it takes a while to build up your credit. So she had no idea. Um, This doesn't just happen to women. I see this happen to lots of different types of people. Um, But that's just an example for you to go off of. So when we talk about collections, right, in, in most instances, a collection will stay on your credit report for seven years after the date of default. So if it took 180 days for your um, debt to default, it's seven years after that day. But the way collections work are the older the debt gets, right? So the closer to those seven years we get, the less impact it has on your credit report. So when you're, when you're thinking about, well, should I pay off a collection or not pay off a t- collection, really you're, you're kind of looking at the most recent collections because those are the ones that are having the biggest impact on your credit score right now. And I'm going to be honest with you, there are 500 million different methods for how you can remove things, a collection in particular from your credit report. I am not a fan of paying somebody to help you do this. As in any of these debt repair companies, I'm not a fan. I'm just going to be, that's just my opinion. You can agree or disagree. I don't believe in you having to pay a ton of money to try and have something removed from your credit report. But I understand that for some people who have done that, that actually has worked for them. So if that has, that's great, right? Um, And I have just literally spent the last two days reading everything again so that I could come at you guys with with maybe a fresh perspective. And I'm kind of like back where I started from. There's lots of different ways that you can deal with this. Um, You can either just let it ride for seven years, right? There is something called the statute of limitations, and this is different for each state. So you really want to make sure that you look up which state you're in and look up the type of debt you have and see what the statute of limitations is. So basically what the statute of limitation kind of loosely says, and I'm not an attorney, I'm not giving legal advice, um, I'm just interpreting this for you, is that after a set amount of years, right, it's harder for that debt collection company to come and sue you, right? And that's really important because, you know, you don't want to you know, go in, say, in year three, maybe, of um, your collection and negotiate this, and it kind of, 
you know, if it's a big amount of money, maybe it might stir the pot and the company comes back and tries to sue you. Um, So basically, you want to avoid that at all costs. You want to make sure you're outside the statute of limitations, which is a bit tricky. Unless your credit, your collection, excuse me, is super new, right? Then it might be worth trying to negotiate, trying to get a lower amount and just pay that puppy off. Um, There is something called a pay for delete. And this is when you're requesting in writing that um, the the collection company actually removes the mark from your credit report if you agree to pay a certain percentage of the debt that's owed. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you're dealing with collections, that really is the time you want to deal with snail mail. We all hate snail mail. Everybody wants to email, right? Nobody even wants to call anymore. But snail mail is a great way to trace and to track, um, get it certified when you've sent certain letters. But that's a great approach. Um, But again, you need to just make sure when you're dealing with collections, everything's in writing, everything's in writing, everything's in writing. That's really your only proof that if a collection company agrees to whatever they agree to, whether it's a smaller amount or they're going to you know, delete it from your credit report that you have it in writing. That's your only evidence you have. Um, And that is seriously your power move. But I don't want to make this all about collections. I really want to go back to talking about, you know, paying your debts on time and how critically important that is to your credit score. So what I always tell people is put all of your uh, loan payments, everything on auto draft, a lot of people don't like doing this because you actually want to, you know, make sure that you're paying the payment out, but I'm telling you it's a danger zone. It is it is just ripe for late payments happening. Now, of course, you got to make sure that you've got enough cash in the account when you have something on auto pay. But um it's just such an easy way to avoid this happening at all, right? And in the more and more debts and loans and accounts that you have to pay that you get, right? Especially when you get in your thirties, like you got a bunch of stuff. You got a car payment, maybe a student loan, a house payment, credit cards, uh, maybe you have a personal loan. I don't know. You just got a ton of stuff, right? That's got to be paid. Putting it on auto pay, scheduling it in your budget is just going to be the easiest way to make all this work. Um, also, when we talk about medical bills, right? If you have a medical bill outstanding and you're like, I can't pay that, negotiate the bill in the first 30 days. Now, there are lots of ways that you can negotiate on medical bills. There's lots of payment plans, um, payment plans that have no interest, which is like the best scenario ever. There's financial assistance programs. There's lots of things that you can do um, to take care of that medical debt versus just avoiding it. Avoiding it is just It's not going to be good no matter what. And even if now you avoid debt, right, and you're like, okay, forget it. I don't care. Let it go to collections. I don't care. You know, if if you're in that mindset now, the problem is is that in like two, three, four, five years, you might not be in that mindset. Like maybe you want to buy a house or something like that, right? And now the silly thing that's on your credit report (laughs) is causing you havoc. So Deal with things eyes wide open, right? When we're talking about any money stuff, when we're talking about budgeting, saving money, paying off debt, any of this this life stuff, right? The more information you have, the more you just approach it head on, the better off you're going to be all the way around, right? And I promise you, I know, I know, actually, 
I know. I'm just going to say I know. It's not really fun. It's not a fun process to like look dead on at a lot of stuff, especially if like something happened a few years ago and and you feel bad about it and you just don't want to deal with it. But I'm telling you, just just go in, deal with it heads on, and it's going to help you a lot. It's going to relieve so much stress from you, um, not to mention just obviously the financial things that are going to uh, going to happen. So again, again, it really boils down to how frequently are you making late payments? If you can avoid doing them at all costs, all the better. If you have a 30-day, 60-day late, not a huge deal, right? Just 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 remedy that situation. Make that payment. Make that late go away, right? It's going to stay on your, linger on your credit report a little bit um, for a little while, but it's not going to be a big deal. It's the 90 days, 180 days, those lates that have a serious, serious impact. And those are the ones that end up rolling into collections, um, charge-offs, tax liens, um, all sorts of things. So just be super proactive with with your credit score. If you've not checked your credit score this year, please do. You can download the Credit Karma app. It's super easy. You can keep track of your score and it's free. Um, But there are lots of places online you can go to pull your credit score. And again, even if you don't necessarily know what you're looking at, um, there are lots of articles. There's lots of information out there to help you, but you got to know your starting point. And once you know your starting point, then it's easy to figure out like, okay, what, what do you need to do to increase your score? Or maybe you're just like, all right, rock on. I've got an awesome score. All right. So again, a moral of the story, don't pay your credit cards late. Don't let this wreck your credit score. You can totally avoid this and it's going to be super powerful, not only just now, but for your whole financial future. As always, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at Millennial underscore money, and head over to our website. We've had it completely redesigned. That's the word I'm trying to say. And we've got all sorts of tips up there and some cool things for you as well. It's yourmillennialmoney.com. (music) 